Zarya's basically saying, I'm rich, you're poor. I didn't say your, that. Your, your opinions mean nothing to me. But <laughs> I've seen what makes you boo. No, I've seen what, <laughs> what makes, makes you cheer. <laughs> your boos though. mean nothing to me. What's going on, guys? You are tuned in to the Punching the Clock podcast with DJ Smills, your nine to five show. And today we have a special guest, Miss Zaria Ron. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, Zaria is a model designer for children's TV animation who is currently designing for Disney TVA. Since graduating from the Cleveland Institute of Art with a BFA in animation, uh, she's worked on several Disney TV productions such as Moon Girl, The Owl House, Hamster and Gretel, and dozens of TV shorts, and also her current production, Chibiverse. Ladies and gentlemen, Zaria Ron. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. I. That's a very good introduction, but yeah, my name is Zaria Ron. I'm a designer <laughs> for Disney TV Animation. Let's go. Yeah. How you feel? I feel good. Yeah, it's like it's cool to like be able to come and talk to somebody about like you what know you do. what I do, and then like you know vent a little bit, you know, yeah. like just like you know talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, with like you said, you I mean, you have an amazing resume. Aw, you know, Thank big you. fan, big fan of your work. Thank you. So um. I do want to talk about the mm -hmm. day that you got the email from Disney or the notification from Disney. But okay. I want to take it back. Okay. So what was it like, that application process and some of the emotions you were mm -hmm. going through? Oh, goodness. Okay, so the application process for getting the internship initially, mm -hmm. um, it started with um, the head of my animation department, Anthony. He basically... Um, he knew a recruiter at Disney TVA and she came and she gave portfolio reviews and bada bing, bada boom. Like we ended up doing like a review with each other and like, I actually really liked her. We had a very good conversation and I asked her like flat out, I was like, how do I, how do I compare to other, um, internship applicants? Mm. And she was like, I've never, no one's ever asked me that question before. And then she was like, I think you should definitely apply. And then I applied and then three weeks later I got it. But um, I applied the day the applications went live, which mm. was like really, I think that's that might've had a little bit of an impact on it. That I applied the day it went live. Um, and about a couple of weeks later, I got reached out to right after my BFA, actually my BFA thesis. So about three hours after I just presented my BFA thesis um, to the entire school, I had an interview with Disney TVA and um, they gave me a rundown of what I'd be doing and like the people I'd be, you know, this, you know, the show I potentially would be on mm. if I got the internship. And um, it was just a really chill, like kind of like just like this, like a really yeah. chill, casual conversation. Then the next day um, I got a phone call and they were like, I got a phone call and they basically said um, they asked me like, um, like, would you like to intern with us? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to intern with y'all. And then, like, that was it. <laughs> this is Disney we're yeah. talking about. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, were you, like, a big Disney kid growing up? Um, yes and no. 
Okay. I was more. I'm not even gonna lie. I was okay. a Cartoon Network kid. Okay. Because like I feel like anybody who knows me knows like like how cha- not how chaotic I am. Yeah. But, no. Like, no. That's the, definitely yeah. the word that you're looking for. Don't don't try to. Yeah. No. Anybody who knows me knows that I am like a Cartoon Network person. Like my sense of humor is very edgy. Yeah. It's not so squeaky clean. It's kind of amazing that I'm working at Disney. But like I, no. But I love. I how love did my, this happen? Right. But no. I love. I love my job. I love. The content we make it's actually very cute very wholesome and sometimes mm. like i don't want to make something edgy sometimes i just want to be a normal girl you know yeah. sometimes i just want to make something cute and cutesy so that's what we're doing and it's funny you bring up uh cartoon network because you actually uh not in, in, interned with adult swim right or you worked with adult swim okay so the T on that was okay. I never got to work with Adult Swim. Okay. Basically, the mm, spring of 2020, mm. um, that was the first internship I ever, I ever got, yeah. technically. Um, spring of 2020, I essentially interviewed with them, and I got the job for production. I was a production intern. Production so intern. That's a little different from what I was doing at Disney TV. Disney TV was more artsy, more hands-on. Production is the behind-the-scenes of animation the animations are certain faucets uh production is like its own separate world versus um the art and animation side uh-huh. for production is like uh people who manage it like um who is managing the artwork sending it out to korea or australia or wherever it's being animated um you're basically the line of communication between um the artists and the studio between um the artists the studio and the animation studio okay. from overseas most likely um, I'm not sure if I should expand on that. If no, that makes hey, sense. whatever you're, whatever you're willing to share. So, a secret <laughs> about animation. I hope I'm not breaking anyone's hearts, but animation, like mainstream animation, isn't really done in the U.S. anymore. Mm. A lot of mainstream animation, like SpongeBob, BoJack Horseman, uh, whatever, whatever cartoon you probably have in your mind, that it's probably either done in Canada, um, Korea, maybe Australia, maybe somewhere in South America. Um, uh, but usually within those like few spaces, yeah. um, mostly because like here in, in America, what we do is what I do. Uh, we design everything. Like I design the props. Mm. Uh, my coworkers design the characters and the backgrounds and the colors and whatnot and the boards and the scripts. We do all of that here. And then we, once we're finished, we send that off to our studio, wherever that might be Yeah. in Canada, maybe for example. And then they animate it for us, and then they send it back, and then we might do, like, some, oh, fix this, fix that. We send it back, back and forth. And then mm, about maybe, like, nine-ish, maybe a year, maybe two, depending on the show, in a few months to a year, uh, we get it back, and then we air it. So it's not animated here in the U.S. So, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. boys and girls, welcome to the world of outsourcing. Yep. There you go. Pretty much. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, was there any like shows or movies that you watched as a kid that wanted to inspire you to pick up animation? Ooh, this is such a niche. This is a very niche one. Uh. Um, anyone who has seen Kill Bill Volume One mm. uh, might have know might know the tale of Oren Ishii. That is that basically that if you've seen Kill Bill Volume One, I have not. Oh my God, Quentin Tarantino! I I can't name. I mean, I I can name all the movies he's directed. Never watched. I'm yeah, I mean, buff. I'm not okay. I'm not a movie buff either. Either, and Quentin Tarantino is problematic. But <laughs> um, I love Kill Bill. That's like an amazing, like 
both those movies. I love them both. Volume Your chaotic one. side is showing. Yeah. <laughs> but to answer the question, there is an anime sequence in the middle of that live action movie. It's a live mm. action movie, but it's an anime sequence basically telling the story of Oren Ishii. That's one of the assassins that basically assassinates or tries to assassinate the bride, the main character. Okay. And the backstory of Oren Ishii is basically that like her family was attacked by like a mob boss or something and like they're brutally murdering her parents as she's like hiding under the bed and it's such a disgustingly gory scene but it's beautifully animated like i feel <sighs> like anybody i don't know i like watched it way too young i was like i'm excuse me i was like i was like there's one I, i'm gonna get it i'm telling you i'm gonna get a swear jar oh no i'm sorry i won't cuss i won't cuss no you're good there was like um, I watched it when I was like, damn, I was young. I was at like like six or seven. Yeah, you should I, not be watching that. At six no, or seven. yeah, because it was just like, but I really like, I just was so enamored with that, with that, that entire that sequence. Style. And it's like yeah. I'm not even, and to this day, I'm not really an anime girl like that. I will watch some anime, but I'm uh-huh. not like an anime buff like that. I don't know the niche ones, but that scene is so beautifully, beautifully animated. Um, the colors are amazing. The story is amazing. If anyone, like the emotions are just so like raw and real and just yeah. something about it, I just love it. So that was one of like my main sources. But other shows that I'm really into, like again, I'm pretty edgy. So I like uh, the anime Painting and Stocking with Garter Bell. It's a really funny anime. I'm um, pretty edgy. I'm not edgy. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. I was really into Lilo and Stitch. It's uh, very different from those yeah, two. That's, but, that's, yeah. yeah. Lilo and Stitch is <laughs> another one. Um, the I'll, jump between Lilo and Stitch and Kill Bill is yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> I like was definitely an animation connoisseur uh-huh. as a kid, but I feel like what really, really did it. This is so. It's not embarrassing, but I feel like anyone who's in animation or who like knows of this will be like, "Oh my god!" But Steven Universe is really what <sighs> did it. I know Steven. No, seriously. Yeah, Steven Universe was what did it. Like when I was when I was in high school, like I was just so into Steven universe. That was like the best story I'd ever heard in my life at the time. But Dude, like, yeah. Let me tell you about Steven universe. Like- I remember when it was about to come out uh-huh. and they had, and I pick up music from, from commercials. It could be like 30 seconds. I'm like, Oh, that sounds dope. Mm-hmm. And I remember the song. It was, a. Uh, uh, Mo- uh, Hudson Mohawk. Oh, um, Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Literally, oh. that is the way. Oh my God. Oh my God. The way I literally know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I saw the exact same commercial, and yes. I was like, "What are you doing here, Hudson?" Yes. That yes. is literally such a raw album. I love yes. Hudson Mohawk. Like he was before you. He was one yes. of my favorite DJs. Like legitimately, Aww. Hudson Mohawk was like Aww. 2010s, like. But no, yeah, that really, I was like, I got to watch this now. That set the tone. Yeah, it really did. It and really then, did. Dude, I remember that that whole commercial. I was like, what is this? Yeah, that I got to look into it. You know, did you like it? I, oh, dude. You like Steven Universe? Steven Universe and regular show. But Steven yes, Universe. Yes, regular show, yeah. And what happened with Steven Universe? It actually, one episode actually almost made me cry. Oh. I swear. Which one? I think it did make me cry. It was... When Garnet and they they split, they oh and, yeah, Ruby yeah. and Sapphire split. Ruby and Is that Sapphire, Keystone split. Motel, where they go to the motel and like they're fighting. 
Mm-mm. Nah, it was the one that they were locked up by. Oh, Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Yeah. Is that Jailbreak? When... Yeah, when they reunite and you find out that Garnet is a is a fusion. Yeah. yeah. That was the first episode I ever watched, actually. Really? And so I was that like, was deep in the season, though. Yeah, like, I was like, what the hell is happening? So then I rewatched it, like, oh, this show is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They had the song sequence, um, uh, Made of Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the song right now. It's Made of Love. It was uh, Made of Love, yeah, probably. I don't want to sing it because, you know, I, I got to act a little hard. You feel me? I can't be on... <laughs> You know nah, what I'm that song, that song was like Re- Rebecca Sugar is such an amazing song, yes. right? Such an amazing, just like I hope to one day be able to meet her or mm. meet them. I'm sorry, I'm not sure what the pronouns are. I think it's they them. Mm. Uh, but I can't wait to because um, we are in the same industry, yeah. obviously. And there is nine times out of ten there will be a, a day that I will meet them. I just like I really hope to work on one of their projects one day yeah. because like just like the artistry of the storytelling, the songs, like. I'm not really a musical girly. Like, I'm not really into musicals or anything, but the songs, It's Over, Isn't It? by Pearl. That is such an amazing song. I know if, if anyone who's watching who, uh. you, like, you don't even, you're not into animation, <laughs> It's Over, Isn't It? Everybody can feel that song. You'll yeah. listen to that song and be like, ow. You know, it's a song about, like, like, she literally says, It's Over, Isn't It? Why Can't I Move On? Like, and it's like, she's just trying to get over, like, someone she lost a very long time ago. Okay. And she's like, I got to... Like, like how she basically is like beating herself up. Like, how dare I be like, so, um, critical. Uh, I can't remember the word. I'm like trying to like, like bring the words back, but yeah, like, um, she's like, I'm petty and I'm dull with the nerve to doubt like her. I know Mm. it's like the context is important of the situation, but like, yeah, it's just like such a beautiful song. And, um, Mm. here comes a thought is beautiful. Like it's just so many amazing, That's beautiful a really songs. Good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. Steven Universe did it. Steven Universe. I wasn't a big Adventure Time kid. Mm. Um, regular yeah. show. Uh, Avatar, Last Airbender. Yeah. I have the entire Avatar, like all all of them, like each book on DVD. I have not watched Avatar yet. Which is like an animation sin. I'll okay, be like, next question. Because, you know, <laughs> no, that's crazy. Having the whole Avatar. I haven't watched it. I just haven't had it. Okay, no. That is actually not true. I actually did watch it during the pandemic, but I didn't finish it. I got like all the way up to like Zuko, like spoiler, betraying Iroh and then apologizing to Iroh in the cave. And then, um, <laughs> spoiler alert for a show that. Yeah, that's like a thousand <laughs> years out. old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I haven't, I haven't finished. I don't, I haven't seen the Zuko and Aang arc yet. Yeah, that, no, that's it. Yeah, I saw all of Bossing say, like I saw that, like there's no war in Bossing say. Like I know, like I know, like most of the story. I just haven't finished it. Yeah, which is like so stupid. Like I just can't finish myself. I can't bring myself to finish it. Yeah, I don't know why. Dude, you gotta. Yeah. Whatever. We'll whatever. figure it out. Yeah. One of these days. So in the past, you had the chance to work with the superhero project mm-hmm. so which is if you guys aren't familiar it's a uh, northeast ohio nonprofit that pairs children who have uh, disabilities or serious illnesses with the artist so uh what went into that creative process to animate the 10 uh, year old neve yeah so um da, da, da. so the way i got into that was i got into that through my school cia mm. um and um, the process was a little, sorry, I'm just trying to like find no, my words. Go, go ahead. Yeah, the process was um, honestly like very touching because mm. um, like it was cool. Like 
So basically what they do is they'll interview the child and their parent. And mm-hmm. Nevea, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So her mother had to essentially like fill in the gaps a lot. But um, the interview will basically condense up like, um, if you were a superhero, what kind of superhero would you be? What would your cape look like? What would, your, would you wear a cape? Do you have a sidekick? Stuff like that. And Nevea, I remember she really wanted sparkly shoes. And she wanted balloons mm-hmm. and a wand, if I'm not mistaken, a wand that said like black, black girl, girl magic. magic yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I was reading the description, I'm like, I had so many ideas. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so cool. This is gonna be really cool. Like, cause like I'm a little girly girl too. I like <sighs> like pink and yellow and orange. Like that is literally all me. And um, I really like. I saw a lot of myself in Nevaeh. Like, like if I was a superhero, I want some sparkly shoes and yeah. like a little wand too. So like, I really <laughs> just try to like inspire my my um my inner child, my my inner little girl, and like try to like you know um, put both of us, not both of us, onto the page, but like stay true to what she wanted, but also like try to give as much finesse as I possibly could without being too busy. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. Um, I specifically remember she wanted a mask. If I'm not mistaken, she wanted a mask. And that was back when COVID was happening. And I remember thinking to myself, like, when COVID is over, because it will blow over. Mm. Like, I was being optimistic at the time. But, like, <laughs> when COVID blows over. Hello. Right. Like, do you, I want you to be able to have a version of this poster that does not remind you of, like, this terrible time when we're all locked indoors and it's kind of miserable, you know, vitamin D. Yeah, you know? it superseded it. Yeah, yeah, so like I, I did two versions of the poster where I was like, I want you to have the mask, but also have the mask off so that you can see her smiling face. Was it like a regular mask or was it like superhero mask? I cannot remember. Okay. I'm so sorry. Like I can't, No, you're good. I remember, because I, I, I looked at the article. I read the article. Okay. I had to yeah. do my homework. I'm doing my homework yeah. on everybody. I couldn't, I can't <laughs> remember if the mask, I don't think the mask was anything super... Mm. I think it was just a regular mask. Oh no, okay. I think the mask had like a, a like a one of those ribbons for uh, maybe cerebral palsy. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. I could be totally misremembering, but it was so long ago, and I've had so many artistic projects up here right now. So yeah. it's like, and I did a couple of kids. She wasn't my only kid. I had two others. Okay. So like, um, with similar disabilities. So it's like I'm just trying to make sure I'm not mixing up like yeah, theirs no, with you're... hers. But Nevez was definitely like my more popular one, and um. Like when I say popular, I mean the one that had the most mainstream attention. Mm. And um, I was really so excited because they sent me a picture of Nevea with the note. I because I wrote her a note too in yeah. like the the photo, and I was like, mm. it was just so <laughs> sweet, you know. Like see, like it was so nice to know that I made like like the mom so happy. The mom was very, mm. she was very um, like thankful and like very like she was just. And sometimes I open like old Facebook accounts I haven't opened, and it'd be like, we love. Um, there was another kid. We love Cam's photo, or we love mm-hmm. Nevaeh's like photo. Like I'm like, oh, I wish I would have saw this when, you know, right. back yeah. then. But like, I appreciate that. Like just seeing that every parent that I've worked for has been so like, we love, you know, like it's made such an impact on like their happiness, you know. So large level of appreciation. Cool. Yeah, I love that they showed the appreciation. <laughs> like it made me feel really good. I actually kind of, I really want to work with them again. I just. I've been so like scatterbrained and busy, but I think I'm on hiatus right now. Yeah. So like, what's up? Exactly. I'll probably reach out to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then so what goes into your uh, process of designing for different shows, understanding that different shows have different styles. So for example, mm-hmm. when it comes to when you're designing for Owl House, mm-hmm. how is that different between designing for 
I don't know, uh, Hamster and Gretel. Okay. So, um, Owl House, I actually, certain shows you'll pick up very easily. Okay. Um, Owl House, I picked up like that. That was a very easy show style to pick up. There are mm. other shows that are just like, oh my God, the rules of the show is a little like wacky in okay. terms of props. Like Ghost in, like the Ghost in Molly McGee, for example. Um, that show is has a very drawn quality to it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like the brushes are okay. like, like sometimes there'll be like no line for something and then there'll be color instead. If that makes any sense. Like there'll be implied volume, implied line. And you just kind of got to like roll with it a little bit. <laughs> um, but when I'm trying, when I'm hopping on a new project or a new show style and I'm like, this is wacky, this is insane. Um, I just kind of just spend a little bit of time just watching the show. Yeah. Cause you watch the show and you kind of just like pick it you up. You pick it up, but then you also like I'm in the same industry as the people who work on the show, so it's like I'll go through, I'll like sort through like um like um a prop designer who works on that show mm. or a designer who works on that show, and I'll just like look through um their portfolio, their portfolio website, and see how they break down the props, and then that's kind of all it is to it. You kind of just assess, okay, um, how thick are the lines, um, um how precise is the perspective um it's a lot of just like you know like how sharp are the corners because certain shows will have like very doughy very like thick round yeah, yeah very round and then other shows will be very precise very specific like on point perspective okay. and then perspective in other shows you can cheat yeah. like moon girl and devil dinosaur for example the perspective is very right but it's a comic-y show okay. so like the lines, oh my God, I love the prop. That was the first show that I ever worked on for props. The prop style for that show, I'm getting goosebumps. I love the way they draw mm. everything. It's like it's like a sketch. It's like you don't even have to like, it's not a sketch, but it, the lines, because based off a of comic book, so like the lines are very like, not messy. They're in, they're precise, but at the same time, like there's like frayed edges. Like it looks like I drew with a pencil and I love that. Like the like, there's thick and thin. It's like a very fun, very like. This is like everyone should watch Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. That show is so beautiful to me. I mean, that's not me being biased either. Like I I I mean that. Yeah. That's such a beautiful show. But um, yeah, it's really just like going through like other artists' work and just like seeing how they do it and like um just paying extra attention to where are the lines thickest, where are they thinnest, mm. um, are there when you're adding in details, like, is there a rhyme or reason to these things? Is there like, um, like, are there like scratch marks on things like stuff like that? So you kind of, you kind of, you kind of get it. I hope I'm not talking too much. No, no. And it's funny because the reason why I chuckled is because it's almost like, it looks like a therapy session. Like, like, (laughs) oh yeah, she said something. Let me, let me write it down in my journal. But no, um, so my question that I was writing down was, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to watch, for example, a, a movie, Spider-Man, the um, Into the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, uh, yeah. Spider-Verse, that's what it was I called. I feel you, yeah. How do you stop yourself from being a critic and, and like, overanalyzing, oh, I would have did this this way, or and being an audience member? Okay. So, <laughs> uh <laughs> okay so in movies in movies it's a little easier because okay. in animation there are 
two sides of animation. There's feature, which is the movies, and then there's TV animation, which I do. Mm. TV animation moves a lot quicker. Um, it's like I get like three weeks to do, maybe two, three weeks to do something, whereas in like in feature, they have months to yeah. do like one thing. They make sure to get it all the way perfect. And um, I do have to turn my brain off a little bit. It's because <laughs> like sometimes like story-wise, like, like there will be like certain movies like I'll like from certain studios I'm expecting a certain level of quality. Yeah. And if I feel like it's lacking, it's like I'm used to this. This doesn't feel like a insert studio here movie. This doesn't feel like a. This feels like a little rushed. It feels you know like sometimes mm. we, and that sucks. But I have to remind myself like it's a kids movie. Yeah. Like it's a it's a kids <laughs> movie and it's like I know I'm an adult. And I know that like, like, it's just not for me. It's like, I have to remember, I have to remind myself that like, this movie wasn't made particularly for me. It was made for kids. And like, it's okay if the story doesn't make 100% sense. Like it's, it's a kid's movie. You gotta like, give it some grace. You know, the same grace, I try to give movies and TV shows the same grace that I would want my show to be given, Mm. you know? Because like, like, I don't know. Like I, I know what it's like to have to work really hard on something and then go on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now and seeing like kids mostly and adults, but kids and adults like trash on it. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's a kid's show. You're not the main audience or like, it's not that big a deal. Just enjoy the content. Thank you. you. Like just enjoy the content. Seriously. And I see that a lot. Like on Twitter, like why are so many adults, (laughs) overzealous Man. about a children's show and Man. i do understand like they're <laughs> like the context or the the content of what is in the show may not be fitting for what you're trying to teach your child and you have the res- mm-hmm. you have the right to do that as a parent yeah. that's your responsibility Absolutely. to monitor what your children is consuming mm-hmm. um but why as a 40 year old why are you complaining about the the style stylization of SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it doesn't look how he's looking in the nineties. Like, yeah, yeah we're dude. using totally different software. We're not drawing on pencil and paper anymore. <laughs> the reason why SpongeBob looks totally different from he did from the way he did in nineteen ninety yeah. whatever is because like they were using pencil and paper. Like, where yeah. everything is assets now. Like, we're using we're we've adjusted and evolved with the um, technology, and now we're using. Like uh, Toon Boom, yes. which is animation software we're using. Mm. We're drawing. We're not drawing on like uh, what do you call them? Drawing boards anymore. We're drawing on these things called Cintiqs, mm. like these really big iPads. Not iPads, but like these really big like um, tablet um, screen tablets. We take these pens and we draw on them. So everything's like digital. That's why like things look different. You know, like so. So what's stopping you from getting on Twitter and telling these people to touch grass? I just don't care. <laughs> I legitimately just don't care. Like I get, this is not a flex, uh-huh. but I am paid enough to care about my work and that's it. Yeah. Like I, like I'm paid enough to not care mm-hmm. about what anybody thinks. Like about, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. No, I like, totally I just, understandable. Yeah, I just, I like, I can't bring myself to care anymore. There was a point in time where I did care a lot, mm. but at this point in time, it's like, I just got other stuff. To, I got, I'm, yeah. I'm booking vacations. Like yeah. I'm flying. Like I, man, I'm buying cars. I'm booking. Like I'm booked and busy. I don't have like you know. At, at the end of the day, like 
you the buzz about it on social media like it's just like any publicity is good publicity you know what i'm saying i wouldn't say that but like but like you're talking about it so i did something right oh my gosh (laughs) so (laughs) i mean you know i get what you're saying or not i but we as a team we did something right you're talking about it hey i know that's right so i i i was thinking about this yesterday and the statement uh how does it go what's not understood does not have to be explained yeah and over the weekend like and i welcome constructive criticism but you also have to understand who it's coming from yes and their level of understanding of exactly. what they're talking about exactly um so with me as a dj i'm constantly trying to push the needle of mm-hmm. what music i can play and what what i can get away with so okay, yeah. uh, and also you know we're, i'm DJing for a college bar so it's just like let's not take ourselves too seriously exactly um so over the weekend uh i'm talking to this girl and she was like yeah you know i really wish you would play more throwbacks and her definition of throwbacks would probably be dancing queen um okay gwen stefani okay i have no problem yeah. and i do th- i do that yeah but i start to get aggravated at myself Mm -hmm. if that's all i'm playing going in weekend weekend week out i'm playing the same set or i'm playing the same songs yeah Um, it's like you you draw you begin to gain a level of complacency i'm not growing as a dj going in there playing the same music i'm I'm not growing yeah um absolutely yeah and I feel like there has to be a level of understanding from, uh, I don't want to say the client, but clients do book you. Yeah. But I, I believe that people have to do their due diligence mm-hmm. when it comes to selecting a DJ. And exactly. Like selecting, that's your style. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like you understand this. So if when if someone, a client approaches you for a commission, mm-hmm. have you... uh ever experienced a time when a client has asked you to do something that's outside of your repertoire like i don't do that style necessarily uh typically like if i'm getting commissioned and like they ask me to do something outside of my style i'll just like be like straight up like i don't like i don't do i don't really do commissions anymore i haven't done in a long time but like if someone asks me to do like I don't want to be gross. How PG? Okay, how no, PG yeah, I know where you were gonna go. And yeah. no, no, you're good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it PG. Let's keep it PG thirteen. All right, all right, all right. PG thirteen. I was gonna say something. Crazy. <laughs> no, I know where you're about to go. <laughs> I was, was it something wild? <laughs> was it called like Rule thirty eight or something like Rule, Rule thirty four? We'll oh, geez, all right, I don't. Was, I was about to get a lot more explicit. <laughs> I know, I know but like I won't. It would have been funny. It would have been funny, but all right, I'll keep it. And it's funny I, with this show. I haven't selected. Uh, mentally where i was gonna have like the rating system uh-huh you know so no i i get where you're about to go and I'm, don't ask me how i know <laughs> all right <laughs> might have just outed myself whatever i'm seasoned i'm well seasoned by the internet all right yeah, like yeah. so i but anyway i digress it's um it's almost like the iceberg theory of yeah, animation i know it all though <laughs> like i'm deep so, in the trenches so you yeah, so you see time. what's on top <laughs> and you don't see what you know the weird stuff that goes right. on. 
That's terrible. Okay. It's just... All right. All right. Back on topic. I somebody asked me to do some crazy rule thirty four stuff. Really? I'm like, all right, that's that's not me. Like that's I don't really necessarily judge, like, cause I have friends who do draw stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. all right. I don't draw that stuff. I can't really stomach it. Also, like, I just can't stomach it. Yeah. So like I can't draw that, but I know someone who can. I'll just be like, hey, this person it, can. Exactly. At the same time though, um, from a professional point of view, like I just suck it up. Like mm. if there's things like, for example, Okay, so right now I'm on a series. It's called Chibi Verse, and mm. I'm anyone who's familiar with anime. Chibi is essentially like that very cutesy, like doughy style, like okay. a short, like you know what I'm saying, big heads, short bodies, that type of thing. And Chibi Verse is basically like where it's like a this amalgamation of all the Disney shows in the Disney canon, and um, and um, cart- not just shows but uh, movies as well, like Cinderella and Moana, mm. da da da. They're all in this one universe, and they're like little Chibi versions. It's really cute. So all the characters, like, this is the first time I've been on a series in a long time. But before that, I was working on shorts, mm. which were all going to be on, like, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. And um, the shorts, like, were called theme song takeovers, random rings. And those are called show style shorts, which is basically, like, um, I might do a Phineas and Ferb short this day. Maybe this day I'll do a Hamster and Gretel short, which is the same thing. Okay. Um, maybe this day I'll do a Big City Greens. Maybe this day I'll do Ghost of Island McGee. So it's, like, five different styles. Um or it's like a bunch of different styles I have to jump from. And at first, when I first started working for Disney, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because like, it's like, it's most people who work on in animation are working in TV. You're working on one show and that is your style. Mm. But I'm working on literally every single Disney show every two weeks. Huh. So like artistically, it keeps me on my toes. But like um, when I first started working for Disney TV um, as a designer for the shorts and multi-platform, it was difficult, I will say, to kind of like figure it out but like i said like i just started watching i've figured out my method now like i watch the show mm. i look at like okay um what i'll do is i'll watch the entire show and i'll go to the credits and then i'll look up the names like prop designer for this show is this person this person this person i'll google those names and then i'll look them up on twitter i'll reach out to them like hey i love your work i'm working on the shorts for your show and i'd love to see like where can i see more of your work and they'll send me like maybe a link to their portfolio something like that and that way i'm, I'm networking and i'm getting the information i need yeah um, you're being yeah. a student. Yeah, a student, essentially, yeah. And that's really cool. And yeah. I think to grow, you have to remove that ego. Yeah. Remove that. Uh, and it's one thing to be confident. Hey, Kelly. How you doing? Hey. If, if you guys don't know, I'm talking to Kelly in the background. What's going on? All right, guys, we're back. We just had to get a word from Miss Kelly. So one question I want to ask you is, um, when it comes to your art style and the emotion, mm-hmm. have you ever had um, your art be affected by the emotions that you're feeling? Um, yeah. Um, professionally and in my own personal work, definitely. Mm. Um, like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without... There are days when I'm extra inspired, mm. I will say. There are times when I'm extra inspired and I'm drawing something I'm like, oh my God, this is the feeling. You know, yeah. this is the feeling. You know, like I'm sure like, <laughs> when, you, like when you are like DJing, I'm sure like you like really into it. I'm sure like, you know, like you ever see the movie Soul? Yes. So that feel that um like you're in the place. I don't yes. know what I can't remember. It's been so long since I've yes. seen it, but like you're in, you're in it, you know? And like you just in it, you know, and like it just sometimes like I get really inspired, but then other days I'm just like, Ugh. 
I don't want to draw this car. Uh-huh. I don't want to draw this this remote, like random stuff, you know, like sometimes I'm bored. I'm mm. bored as hell. And I have to. But the thing is, when you're bored, you make boring art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I have to make sure I am inspired or like finding ways to be inspired. So like a way to keep myself in a good mood to create is to make sure I'm living my life. I yeah. have amazing work-life balance. I'm very thankful for the fact that my job allows me to have good le- work-life balance. I, um, there are days where like working to me isn't necessarily like, like just hunched over my Cintiq, my drawing tablet mm. and just like, you know, like trying to work it out. Other days it's me going out and life drawing it's me like sketching in my sketchbook. It's me talking on a podcast. Yeah. It's me talking with somebody. Um, like this right here. This is like uh like for people who are like listening yeah. on something else and maybe not <laughs> seeing, but like this space is a good space because like there's like some I can pull so much inspiration from like the shapes of things, you know? Yeah. It's just like going out and making sure that I'm utilizing my eyes and like mm. not just looking but seeing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um like my my night on Friday night, like that's a good that's a good way to that's a good way to stay inspired. Girls' night part Man. X. <laughs> that was we had a time. No. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah. Um, emotions definitely, yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason why I asked that is because mm-hmm. I uh, for my recent concert I opened up for Mariah the Scientist, and mm-hmm. going into that I was. I was telling myself, I want to do something that's different. That's something that's that's expressful. I can get up on the stage and play yeah. Mo Bamba 10 times right. and call it a day. But I was just like, that you know what? It. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was just like, let's, let's try something different. I want to express myself. And I was kind of going through some things at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what's what would be good for an R&B crowd? Okay, mm-hmm. heartbreak. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna get up on this stage and be completely honest. Hey, I made this when I was heartbroken. That was the first thing I said up on the stage. I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was kind of heartbroken when I made this uh, set list." Yeah. And people were like, "Oh, and, you know," they came up to me afterwards, like, "Yo, this is really dope." You know, you, mm-hmm. for you to express yourself. Yeah. First song I played, I, I and my whole set was kind of, uh, it. What's the word I'm looking for? It showed the stages of heartbreak. You know, you feel it at first. Yeah. Then you boss your life up. Mm-hmm. Then you know what I'm saying? Then you, then, then, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. You deba- then you kind of have those kind of moments where you... You get the glow up of your life. Yeah, yeah you get. Yeah. then you kind of have those moments where you kind of bring it back down. It's like, oh, dang. And then you got to end it on. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of mm-hmm. how it felt. And that, that's what I wanted to um, show yeah. during my set. Um there's been times where I've almost cried during the DJ set. Oh, so yeah. serious. Yeah. And it was just coming from a, a space that people were enjoying the music that I was providing so much to a point mm-hmm. where it was just like, wow. Like happy tears. Like, yes. I'm, like I'm overwhelmed by the fact that, I mean, every artist, I mean, hopefully, like any mainstream artist who's doing anything with the public, like that is, like I've, I can definitely relate. Mm. Like I feel like I've had similar moments like when our house when our house uh like the final episode of that aired and like i saw like the responses to like 
things I put in, like little Easter eggs here and there, like seeing everybody just like go crazy about it. It made me feel so proud. Mm. So I, I get it. Like it's the pride. Yes. The pride of like being able to sway somebody mm. or like to make anybody feel anything with something you've made or done. Yeah. 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 And I cried. No, I cried actual tears mm. after. You ever seen Pursuit of Happiness? Yes. So that's a great movie. That is a great movie. Yeah. So it was, um, it was my first time. No, it wasn't my first time DJing for Kent State Athletics. It was, we did a basketball game. It was a big game, big turnout. And everybody was just like, oh, man, you did a great job. Yeah. And I got back into my car. I'm driving home. And I just started mm-hmm. crying. I'm, Aww, I'm clapping yeah. for myself, you know, and everything <laughs> like that. I just felt, you know, it was just so much raw emotions because yeah. a lot of people don't know, like, I commute to Kent and also mm-hmm. be, being a student, there's times where I've had to sleep in my car. There's been times where I've had yeah. to sneak into places. Yeah, the struggle. Yes. You've had to like go through the struggle and yes. you've had like that moment. That's your moment like at the end of Pursuit of Happiness where he's just like walking through like the the crowd of people and he's yes. clapping and he's just like so overcome with like, yeah, the positive emotion. Yeah. Exactly. I know exactly what feeling that is. I think I had something really similar to that yesterday. It's so crazy you would mention it. Mm. Okay. I hate to be that girl. Well, no, I don't hate to be that girl. (laughs) Manifestation is so real. Yes. It is literally so real. Like, I know how it sounds. Like, "Mm, just manifest. No. (laughs) Manifestation is so real. It's happened to me twice. On two separate occasions, I have gone through old notebooks, uh-huh. like old, um, and like I was manifesting. I didn't even know I was manifesting. Yeah. Um, and the first time I did it, um, it was maybe 2018. It was in this old composition notebook I had for art school. Mm. And um, in it, it was just me, basically my critique notes. When I would have a critique, I would like write down the notes. But the first page of that notebook literally said, I am going to be, um, it said something like, I'm going to be the first black animator for Cartoon Network, which yes. obviously, like, there are black, there <laughs> <Yeah>. are black, <laughs> so, like, okay, but, like, because I was obviously a little, I didn't really understand, like, I there's black people who work at Cartoon Network, mm. but it was just a list, like, I'm going to be the first black showrunner for Cartoon Network, I'm going to be the first this and that, and um, God will will it, and it will be mine, and, like, stuff like that, and, mm. like, it just was me just, like, breaking down how I wanted it. And like I will be that person by the time I'm 25. Yeah. And then boom, it happened. And I was like, that's amazing that I was able to manifest that, or like that I was able to write it out. But then, yeah, I did it again. I don't even remember writing this down. But I went through. I was going. I just moved out of my parents' house recently, and I went upstairs to my old bedroom. I'm looking through like this crate of books, and I had like mm. a final old diary um, from 2021, summer 2021. Very sad summer for me. A lot of tears, like a lot of anxiety. It was a very bad summer, and. I was just sorting through the notebook, like reading about, I'm not going to say his name, but like, okay, yeah, okay. you know, yeah. but like, I, but like reading about like an old, <laughs> old boyfriend and whatnot. Oh, no, you wrote about him in your journal? Every page. Oh, no. Dude, Sorry, every yeah. single page, every oh, page was about him. God. Every page was me like working through it. Every single page. But that's not even a point. Manifestation. I don't even remember writing this, but it literally said, it's a year later. Huh? You live in a sub city of Cleveland. You're in a cute, you're in a cute, clean apartment. You're still freelancing for Disney. You are making, you are making hella money. Yeah. You got hella. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be PG. I'll be PG. You're getting money. You're getting 
getting dudes. You like yeah, you, you yeah. out, you out and about, you having fun. You have a cat named Coke, and yeah. he's and he's pure white. That's like yeah, always no, a joke. Yeah, I, was like, yeah, I always wanted yeah, to have a cat yeah, that was yeah. white and it was gonna name Coke. But like, <laughs> I don't have a cat named Coke. But it was so weird. I was reading yesterday in my bedroom, in my old bedroom, like blow for blow minus the cat. Yeah, it is literally my life right now, and I don't even know when I wrote that. Uh-huh. I said it's a year later. I'm assuming I wrote it sometime last year. I might have been. Huh. Okay. Okay. I might have been. I yeah, might have been yeah, a little yeah, yeah, inebriated yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't remember. I might have been a little inebriated, and I just just didn't remember writing it. But I remember yesterday. <laughs> I was so shook. I was so. I was in shock. I was like, "Let's go." The yeah. way like I was literally all you, all I did was write. Anybody, if you want to manifest your life, just find an old journal and just write it out. Just write out. In a year from now, I will be this. In a year from now, it don't don't matter how goofy it might sound, no matter how like like delusional it might be. Like literally, shoot for these stars and just just write it out and then forget about it. And then like, cause on two separate occasions this happened, and I mean like, it's only happened twice. Mm. Could it be just a weird coincidence? But like, it's crazy. It happened twice. The exact same thing in two different journals. The exact same like me just writing out like in this in this point in time I'm gonna be this and this point in time I'm gonna be that you know like just like I think everybody should manifest in a journal you yeah. don't have to like manifest and pray over it and put a spell, spell on it yeah you yeah. don't have to light the candles just write it out because I feel like we were just talking about how like writing things out was like a lost art exactly. I still I still journal I journal I don't like to type things on my phone I have a notes app I have a notes app but I don't really like the things in my notes app it gets lost hmm. lost to time I sometimes yeah. I stumble upon like thoughts and I'm like damn I should have wrote this in a journal hmm. So I could like come back and like digest this when I really needed to. Yes. But I'm done yapping about it. Manifestation. Yes. Get a journal or just like write, put it, write it down on a piece of paper, put it in a time capsule or put it somewhere safe. Yeah. You know, that's all you got to do. But I think manifestation is real. So sorry. I don't mean to derail a conversation. No, you're good. Hippie dippy BS. But like. <laughs> Two points about uh, manifestation. Mm-hmm. My uh, younger cousin, uh, he actually got me into writing stuff down. He yeah. Constantly. He's like, man, you got to get a journal. So I was like, you Gotta. know what? I got a journal, and this was before I opened up for Lil Yachty and Cash mm-hmm. Doll. So, nice. writing stuff down, how, I'm, what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. at this point, and you know what I'm gonna say, how I'm gonna say it, you know, planning out to my head, what songs I'm gonna play, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and the things that I want to do further past that point. And um, uh, in my uh, in the same journal, I've written down uh, some goals. And one of them is I want to be a top charting podcast, and, and yeah. you know, and hopefully, God willing, you know, yeah. that does come, that does happen. Yeah. But I think the thing that where people go wrong when it comes to manifestation mm-hmm. is they'll write it down, but they won't do anything to accomplish that goal. Yes, they just think it it, it stays on that paper. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to. You know, I've said yeah. this in the past podcast, uh, go to sleep at 3 a.m. and be up at 6. You know, they're not willing to sleep in cars. And, right. You know, that, you got to be willing to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where, you know, people get upset at yeah. themselves. Exactly. But it's like, what can you do? Right. You know? Yeah, like I wasn't like... I don't know. I, I mean, moving this is this is a little smaller, a little tamer. Mm-hmm. I was gonna move to LA this year, but with I the, remember that. Yeah, yeah, but with the writers' strike going on, and like you know, I just the state of animation currently. 
I just thought that it would be smarter if I just stayed home a little bit. But moving out of my parents' house, like, at all, and being on my own at all was very scary for me. Because um, mm-hmm. my parents, like, my mother, like, um, like love her to death. She let me stay, like, in the top floor of our um, of our family home. Mm-hmm. And I was in my little apartment for a couple of years while I, like, basically got my footing in the animation industry and um, saved up some money. And I really appreciated that. Um, but... I just needed a change. Yeah. Like it's, it was nothing had to do with like me being like a kicked like, out or, or anything, t- kicked yeah. out or like a toxic household household or anything. It's just, I just needed a change. I needed a change in scenery. I felt like I was stuck somehow mentally. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think like moving out, like it was very scary for me. Um, I was afraid to, I have a deep seated fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, my deep seated fear, fear of failure is what kind of pushes me to like, get out of my comfort zone because I feel like a number one way to fail is to stay where you are you mm. know like you gotta like keep going you gotta like it's, it doesn't just stop it just getting the internship at Disney I had to like network my way into an actual job and it doesn't just stop at a job I have to now like like I, I still like I'm flying out I think I might I'm still debating but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna fly out for this expo called Lightbox in uh. LA it's like a big convention of artists we all get around you know like I, it's not just me like oh I have a job at Disney now I can chill now yes. I have to like work on my perspective to make sure I'm still like studying and making sure my art is good. Yes. I have to fly out to LA every now and then, make sure I'm keeping my connections strong and making sure that like if anything falls through, like I could get fired tomorrow or like my job could like my show could get canceled or something. Knock on wood, you know, like hopefully yeah. not, obviously, but could get canceled tomorrow. Like what am I gonna do? I need to like make sure I'm st- um, stable. Stay, yeah, stable. Yes. Yeah, making myself stable. So. But it's all uncomfortable. Like, I'm a little, I wouldn't say I'm awkward anymore. I'm not as awkward as I used mm. to be. Like, I was one, I was an awkward, weird black girl growing up. <laughs> and people who know me know. <laughs> but, like, now as an adult, like, I still have, like, those social anxieties. Like, I'm uh-huh. afraid of, like, being weird and, like, just, you know. But, I mean, you just got to be you. And I feel like when people, when you, when you are you, like, people love you. So, like, it's like, you know, just just chill. But it is that anyway. I'm talking. I'm talking. No, you're good. One but of the things that I'm mad at you though. Why? Is because your TikTok. Oh, yes. what about it? You you don't post anymore, man. Oh yeah, no. Forget that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and one of my favorite TikToks of yours. Oh God. Is when you go back and reflect the art throughout your years. Oh, and, I remember that one. Yeah, that, is, that one's so gross. No, I love that one. And it's just like you, because you can see the growth. You can see almost what you were going through yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, my influences. Yes, yeah, and then Steve looking Universe. at, yeah, <laughs> right. and then looking at who you are now and how far you've mm-hmm. come. Aww, it's just like you. wow. It's, you know, that's really inspirational. No, I, I I appreciate that. I know exactly what TikTok that is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, that's like one of my one of my really early ones. I like. Something I don't want to post on TikTok is just... It's, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, like, so a part of working in animation or TV and film and period, um, we had brought, I brought this up to Kyle earlier before the podcast, but fans are overzealous mm. frequently. And like they, a lot of people, um, I don't know. I just don't like the, the toxicity of social media. I'm not really on it anymore. Like, I don't really care to share my art with the world as much anymore because, mm. like, uh, not because I'm afraid of what someone will say. I just, um, I feel like my 
journey with art these days has been a little bit more personal. Um, I used to be like really into character design. Like that yeah. was my thing for years and years and years. These days, I don't really care much about characters. I care more about surrealism. I like surrealist paintings. Like that's what I do in my free time. And my my paintings are very personal to me. And I could give a damn about the clout that I get yes. on social media mm -hmm. about it. Like I just don't care. Like, um, and um, it's kind of insane because my entire life I wanted to be Instagram famous, wanted to be famous, and then boom, I have forty thousand followers on TikTok <laughs> overnight, essentially. Yeah. But then, like, what comes with that is a lot of just pressure, pressure, and like, not even just overzealous people. It's just like, sorry, I'm just trying to think of the word. What comes with that is like just like this. You're doing it now for the likes you're doing it for like and that's just what happened to me like i would literally get addicted to like refreshing my my tiktok and like seeing like 100 likes boom 100 more likes boom yeah 50 more followers like a thousand more followers like, it's crazy like seeing yourself blow up and like you have like it's been two days and i have ten thousand followers it's been three days and i'm gonna have 15 it's like it's crazy seeing that happen in real time but um i didn't like the way i felt you know like so that's why I just like I'm not on TikTok anymore. TikTok makes me toxic. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like I'd be something about TikTok. I I've seen the videos that you send me. Yes, you need to get off of TikTok. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's different. That's the last different. thing <laughs> you need is TikTok or any social media platform. What do you mean? I feel like my, my videos be funny. I, I'm I'm scared of your for you page. My for you page is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really it's cringe content. Not as based. I got my 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 for you page is based. Well, but I I do uh I do think that when it comes to social media, I feel like if you're only doing it, and I'm saying this for anybody who wants to get into con content creation mm -hmm. or if, if you want to be a DJ, if if you're going into it just for the likes, nine times out of ten, you're I mean. What what so again? What was your experience with that? Like, just essentially doing it for the likes, the the engagement. It didn't start that way. I just like. But I when you found yourself, that you were. Yeah, like when it when it started to when I started to blow up, especially mm -hmm. like that was spring twenty twenty one. When I started to blow up, that's when I just felt myself becoming more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I like just sensitive. Okay. To any feedback. Okay. And it's like, as an artist, I shouldn't be sensitive to any feedback. Um, like at this point, like I don't care if it's not coming yes. from like my art director or someone in the industry that like I admire or respect, or if like not even just that, if it's not coming from a place of like this is a a constructive criticism would be to like I think your perspective is wonky. I think your colors are a little weird. You know, like mm -hmm. okay, I didn't ask, but thank you. <laughs> Something I will consider. But like if it's not, if it's just like some random like just some kid like like i just what do you know right and it's like <laughs> that's the thing like i feel like i feel like the reason why i'm off, I'm off talk, tiktok particularly is because like it makes me feel like i'm childish somehow okay. so thing about tiktok makes me feel like i have to respond to a comment and i don't want to feel like that yeah like um i don't know it's just like it's more like practicing self-control really. no you're good and um <laughs> but, uh one of the things that uh I've experienced recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a trend going on, but if I'm playing a song, someone, and this is weird, they'll turn around 
while the whole party's having a good time, we're out there up dancing, you'll get like one person turns around and is like, skip this song. Anyway. Yeah, like and and then <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, and the first time it happened, I'm like, Oh, you're joking, right? Like, no, like they're dead serious. They want you to skip the song. Let me skip this song for you, the one person who has broken the immersion. And exactly. like, you know, like, let me yeah, exactly. And yeah. And I feel I I've I've started to to check that entitlement. I'll tell them, like, hey, I'll come to the DJ booth. Let's talk about it. What makes you feel that you can? I don't know, and I don't want to come off like I'm being like a diva. No, I understand though. But I it's like it. yeah. you know, I'm providing a service. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what I'm playing, go get I'm a drink. Not, yeah, go get a drink. Yeah. You take this time out to hey, do something else. I'm not playing this whole song for I'm just like, for you. Yeah, right. I'm not playing the whole song just for you. And also, I'm not playing this song for the next three hours Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna like every you're not gonna like every song that i play you're not gonna know every song that i play right and that's the point of going out you know if you want to hear every song that you like and that you want to hear you throw it on a playlist and play it as loud as you want in a car you know but if you want to get an experience you you go to a, a place that has a live DJ. I believe right. it's that easy, but it makes it makes too much sense. I think people <laughs> like with social media and just like having phones and like having everything in your pocket all at once. I feel like mm. people are used to being able to be like to be able to command their experience, like have their have the experience they want on command at all times. Mm. And it's like, hello, that's like what I wow. would call chronically online. You can get, wow. you get your ass off the phone. I never like, thought about that. That is like legit. That to me, that is like someone who like, like just chronically online. Like yeah. you are so used to everybody catering to you when like you're able to like just scroll away or like, you know, change, skip. Like that's how I be feeling with like the radio sometimes. Like yeah. I want to like skip the radio, but like when I didn't have a phone this weekend, when yeah. my phone was broken, I was like, just gotta, just gotta roll through it, thug you it know. Out. Gotta thug it out, right? Exactly. But no, yeah, that's chronically online behavior to me. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. bad. And people with attention spans are getting worse and worse. Mine included. I'm an attention <laughs> span of a goldfish. <laughs> Mine included is terrible. Nah, um, I so know what I am. It's okay. I was watching the uh, out ones out mm-hmm. video, and he brings up. Uh, how oh goodness uh oh sorry he brings up how uh like a background that he was drawing took him like seven hours to mm-hmm. to put together and it was only used for seven seconds or like four seconds right so tell me your experiences with that okay that happens quite frequently i've uh-huh. just gotten i've gotten used to it mm-hmm. like that's just the nature of the industry mm-hmm. like i feel like harping on like oh it's only on screen for seven seconds is just like unproductive i mean no no no. i mean it's okay to acknowledge that mm. like you're fir- but it's not something like i am thinking about now three years deep into my career you know like at first maybe like oh okay but it's like i'm you're constantly working on things and like for example um i think i might have touched on it a little bit briefly earlier but like something i do today won't see the light of day until maybe like next year, mm. like the middle of next year. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I'm most episodes that come, most things that I work on, I miss when it premieres. Mm. Like I, cause I'm working on other things and then I might 
shell. Oh, like this came out already. Unless it's like something huge, like the Owl House finale. I had to watch that. That was the finale. Yeah. Or like the Moon Girl season premiere. Da da da. But like, like most things, I'm just like, okay, like I'm just, I'm just so busy with other stuff. Like I just like, I'm, just, I've accepted it already. Like yeah. okay, like and also I've been paid. Like <laughs> I've been paid. Like <laughs> like. I look at things, I really hate to sound like someone who's so like money centric, but like as an adult, like this is how you just gotta be. Like the way I look at it is like I'm paid to not care about anyone else's opinions. I'm paid enough to be able to like be like, hey, you can hate it. I don't give yeah. I mean I don't care. Excuse me. Oh my I, god. I know. That's I'm like ten dollars. You're buying. I literally am no, it maybe it's five. <laughs> you can get a five dollar foot long if they got them. Okay. Do they still do that? No. Uh inflation. Sucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, a five dollar foot long is like actually like an insane deal yeah, these days. That is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm paid enough to not care. Mm. Like I'm paid enough to like, you know, like a. I hate to. That's not a flex. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm broke. No, no, it's, no. Zara's basically saying, I'm rich. You're poor. I didn't say your, that. Your your opinions mean nothing to me. But. I've seen what makes you boo. No, I've seen what, <laughs> what makes, makes you clap. cheer. <laughs> Quite literally, <laughs> Your boos though. mean nothing to me. No, I mean, but literally, <laughs> like, they don't. Like, it, like, I just stay busy. And it's yeah. not even just about, like, money. Like, I'm always into something else. Like, I'm, I just, like, I'm always, I'm hanging out with my friends. Yeah. Like, I have, like, a, a fantastic support system. Hmm. Like, I have you. I got my mom. I got my dad. I got, like, my friends. Like, I, like, I don't really care it, if they like like it or if they don't or if it's on screen for only seven seconds like it's it's all uh, it's part of the process yeah the hate the the scarcity of like things being on screen like it's exactly. just you know and it doesn't yeah. do you any well to be stuck on it on yeah. that one thing exactly like and i touched on it a little bit mm -hmm. last podcast i got booed by eighth graders <gasps> Yeah. You did not. I did. Well, eighth graders booed. suck. Yeah, it well, was tough. Yeah. It was tough. And, but you know what? I was just like, they're, I booed them back. <laughs> so that's, right. that's what, so I'm going to give you guys the rundown. I never gave the full rundown of the story. So I was DJing for a school. Right. And um, like I said, the seventh graders were cool. Sixth, fifth, fourth. They're all cool. Aww. Got to the eighth graders, and they wanted music that I can't normally play at events. Uh, for yeah, a, that's, for kids. Yeah, that's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, you know, it was cool for like an hour, and then, then they were like, you know, we want this song. I'm like, oh, I can't play that song. I don't have the clean version of that song. That clean version of that song doesn't exist. So they started booing me. They don't I'm make like, clean versions of songs anymore? They, don't, they really don't. A lot of artists do not like making clean versions of the song. Yeah, I was actually listening to a podcast where Cardi B was talking about how she had exactly. to make make a clean version. She was like, "I don't know what to say," like because yeah. like some it's so like Raunchy. out there. Yeah. yeah, like you can't. Yeah, it's like what you know. What can you do? Um, but yeah, and they're getting booed, and I, you know, in the process of me being in, uh, oh being gosh. booed, I. I started booing them back. I matched that energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I'm gonna start booing you. You boo oh, me. I'm gonna boo man. you. So no, I mean after that it was pretty cool. Um, but I I did kind of grow a distaste towards doing school events. Yeah. Because it's either the kids aren't gonna like what you're playing, or the administrations are not. They're not gonna allow you to play the type of music that they were listening to mm -hmm. like you know twerk twerk music and 
And I'm gonna put air quotes around twerk music because I understand what you're saying though, yeah. Because you can twerk to anything. Yeah. Honestly. But you're talking about like club bangers. Club bangers, yeah. exactly. But realistically, I was told by the school in the past, like, oh, you can't play this song or this song on it. I'm like, dude, I and it's it's kinda ironic because yeah. I graduated from this school. <laughs> You guys played this song when I was the exact same song. You guys played the exact same song when I was in high school. Now when I'm playing it, it's an issue. And it's the same administrator, same same board, but it's just like weird because um I don't I don't know when I'm playing music, you and also they only get two times out of the year to actually truly enjoy themselves. Yeah. And go out there and have fun with their friends. I'm not when I'm DJing, I'm not looking out to the crowd to see who's twerking. I'm I'm looking for people to have a good time. Yeah. And, you know, it, I feel like if you if you if you're an administrator and you're not allowing these I'm not going to say kids because when you're in high school, you're, you're these teenagers to enjoy themselves. Right. They And they rarely have opportunities to get out and actually, mm-hmm. you know, be sociable. Yeah. Social. Sociable? Sociable. Yeah. Sociable. It's a weird word. <laughs> yeah, I get it, though. Yeah. Um, You know, we're, they're going to find other places to do that at right. and with bad influences. Yeah. Well, kids are also, like, unfortunately, like, I hear, I mean, kids are different mm. these days, you know, like, I feel like they grow up a little faster. Yeah. So I kind of understand Especially why. Especially with social media. Yeah. So like, and like, remember when we were in high school, we were kids, social media was kind of like, like. It wasn't an essential part of your life. Yeah. Like now it's an extension yeah. of your life. Like it, now social media back then was kind of just like something you hop on and off. It's like, uh, mm. just like. Like a like you might text some I don't know how to describe it, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. these days, social media is like a literal extension of everyone's lives, mm. and like it has such a, like a dramatic impact on everyone. Like people are using it younger and younger. So like I feel like like again, chronically online. Yeah. Or well, we never not we're not opening that can of worms again. <laughs> but like, but like, just like I get why they probably be like, oh, your class moving to it, but this class can't because mm. nobody like media literacy like is slowly seeping out the door as people start using um social media younger and younger yeah. so like you know they don't understand that what they're doing is quite literally like the eighth graders understand that them throwing is like quite literally <laughs> disgusting like it's yeah. gross like you don't understand like how insane that looks to an adult to an adult and like exactly. like what essentially what you're saying like the throwing 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 cheeks is not like just a fun little thing to do like that is like legitimate like like you're, you're sending a message, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. I get it as like yeah. an eighth grade, but I guess you know. And then I also think back to like when these administrators, when they were my age, and the type of music that was being played, mm-hmm. juvenile, back that, back it up, right, right. You know, and then I'm just like, oh, well. I mean, if it was okay for them in the past, you know, they shouldn't have a problem with it. But you know, hey, you're yeah. they're they're. The, the high school kids are not the ones that are paying me. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah. why I'm like, hey, if you if if you say that if you deem this not to be appropriate, all right, cool. Right. Skip song. But the kids are gonna twerk to whoever the kids are. The teenagers, they're gonna twerk to whoever they desire. I could right. go like this. 
Right. Somebody, Somebody going to do it. Right. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Somebody will find a way. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, what, what can I do? Um, right. I think one, another thing that me and you have uh, in common is mm. how badly people mispronounce our names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've had to change your name a couple. Yeah, I think your Instagram handle right now is Zagoria. Zagora. Zagora. Yeah. It's been that for a minute though. Zagora. It's been Zagora since I like for for a minute. And, and I was I was wondering why, and then do you want to elaborate why it's not just Zaria Ron? Uh, okay, because uh, da, 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 da. Mm, okay, so really it's just Zagora because yeah. I was fifteen and I needed a handle, so I made a name called Zagora. That mm. was it, and I okay. just stuck. And um. I don't mind talking about it. I was a little cringe back in the day. I didn't mind it. I was cringe on Maine. Weren't we all? Yeah, when I was when I was fifteen, I was a fairy. Whatever. I don't Look care. at us. I mean, we're yeah. we're on a podcast, right? You I know, and we're talking to ourselves in this empty room. Right. <laughs> I am, I am secure within myself. I don't mind admitting. Like I like you know I was um I was a fifteen year old on the internet, and like I didn't really even really know what a fairy was, but uh. like I just knew that like personas were i thought they were cool like yeah. i had a fursona that's essentially people who don't know what a fairy is a fursona is a uh, like your animal counterpart like, wait what's that you said furry or i thought you said fairy furry you were a furry i was a fairy in high school not like but wait, wait, wait not like the one that wore like a tail and ears and stuff no 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 no. i was just like a furry artist like oh but it's like it's it's kind of hard to explain like i wasn't <laughs> like when people hear furry there's so many different fossils of furry yeah, i wasn't okay. like I wasn't like a. Like, I used to make like this comic about these wolves, this wolf pack, uh-huh. and it was actually it was pretty dope. It was pretty based. Like it was like these wolves, and they were running through, the, <laughs> running through the wolf. They were they were at war with this pack of um with this herd uh-huh. of of elk, and they were like body, and the elk were body, and the wolves, and the wolves were like f that, like we are the predators. <laughs> so like they basically were going to war. It was a. I might remake it. I thought it was like as an adult, like, I think it was a cool little concept. Uh-huh. Maybe a little passion project to do on the side, but anyway, in high school, what were we talking about? I'm, in we're high talking school, about how you gro- growled at kids. As, as <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually did that. No, I didn't, not, not not in high school though. Not in high school. But no, as a, I don't remember why though. Why are we talking about this? I so said, yeah, we we're talking about your uh, Instagram handle. Okay, Zagora. Zagora was the name of my fursona when I was fifteen. It was a gray wolf. Her name was Ziggy, but her real name, her full name was Zagora, and she was a member of this wolf pack. That that was getting bodied by the elk. Yeah, and she was the youngest, and uh, she she was really cute. I have pictures of her still. Like if you scroll down real deep into my Instagram, she's still there. She's like one of the first things I ever posted. She's like a gray wolf, and she had like this big tuft of hair, and she had like a necklace with a Z on it, and she was gray with a black back, and she was cute. And but she was like goofy, like like me. Yeah, like she yeah. would like she would like f up a lot. Like she'd fall like. Um, she gets captured by the elk and she falls in love with one of the elk. Oh, so it's giving it's, it's giving, giving Romeo Pocahontas. and Juliet. Yeah, a little, a little. It is giving Pocahontas. It's giving Pocahontas, but like she fought like little interspecies relationships. Love is love and whatnot. So yeah, that was the that was the vibe of it. Oh but yeah, it's a good. But it was a stupid self insert. Like it was cute. Like it was. I was fifteen. Shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, while everybody else was, what were. Uh, I was definitely like I was a different kid. Like yeah. everybody else was like into uh like Fashion Nova and what was popular in 2016, 2015. Um, um 
Snapchat and like yeah, Snapchat, yeah. yeah. My Snap score to this day is like in the low thousands. I don't understand Snapchat. I don't I, understand Snapchat, Snap score, streaks. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It's just like a waste of time. It like is a waste like of get time. out of my face. Like streaks? No, dude. No, leave me alone. No. Like you're good you're, job. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, now I actually now we're actually might be at ten dollars. We're at ten bucks. That's like fifteen. You're so, that's so not the truth. So not the truth. But anyway, yeah. people like it's weird because people they'll so with so much conviction, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, DJ smiles." No, 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 DJ smiles. I'm not gonna lie though. Like I already told you, I thought it was smiles at first too, yeah. but there's no e. There's it's no like e. one of those things where it's like you read it real fast. Yeah. And it's like okay, because like my Instagram handle used to be the Zaria Show, but people used to be like the Zaria Hair Show. Uh-huh. And I'm like the Zaria hair show. I'm like no, the Z hair show or something like that. I'm yeah. like no, no, no. Same for you. I thought your uh, last name was Braun, but it's Zaria B. Ron. That is so crazy to me. Yeah. That like no, yeah, it's the my middle initial gets like, but that's happened to me like on like government documents before. So really? like, yeah, they'd be like, oh, we have it as Braun. I'm like no, huh. the B is its own initial. Yeah. So you have any uh questions for me before we wrap up, Miss Zaria? Uh, how was homecoming? Homecoming was cool. Yeah. Had a great time. Um, you know, I'm starting to become more confident nice. speaking on a mic in front of what thousand plus people. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Scary. It was scary at first, I bet, but yeah, that's real. Yeah. It's good that you like that you getting comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I just my only gripe with it is that I wish I could do it more. You know, mm, yeah. the, the 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 schedules are so spaced out. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, if we had a game every week, I, I know with basketball season coming up, I'm going to be able to get those reps in a lot more. Nice. But, you know, it's something about being on that football field, having that microphone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I bet. I, yeah. Having, them, yeah. They're having me run to this spot. Oh, you got to read this on camera live. All right. I love it. I love That's it. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I then, love it. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of and just being around a team, both teams, all of the teams, uh, yeah. the basketball team, football team, CJ Harris, the basketball team, you got right. plenty of great guys on it. Yeah, even the women's basketball team. I love all the teams, and, mm-hmm. you know, just being a true fan of uh, what I do. Yeah, you know, and that's so you know, cool. I'm sad I missed it. it. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, even the podcast. I've had uh, one of my friends. He came. He was like, yeah, dude, I, I mean, I had a road trip for like three hours and I watched the podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're the first person to tell me that they've actually watched the podcast. Yeah, I actually feel really bad because like I actually I turned on the podcast, like your episode you sent me, uh-huh. but I was working and I was not listening. Yeah, like, it was sorry, one of those things yeah. where it's like, uh, but it was specific. I was doing something. It was in, I was designing a train. You got to get me some slack. I was designing a train <laughs> like <sighs> trains or Locomotives. Okay. Yeah, locom- <laughs> locomotives. <laughs> but bikes and some like the four horsemen of the apocalypse for uh-huh. an artist is a bike, um, a car, so two, like a horse uh-huh. or a man. Those three things, or those four things are like the worst things to ask an artist to draw. A man, mm-hmm. don't ask me to draw a man. Get that out of my face. <laughs> I don't want to draw a man. But a bike, just kill me. But anyway, yeah, no, I was designing a train. Uh, um, so I get it. And I was like, I was really, I was really just like into it. And I remember like autoplay had like 
um, I had a couple things on autoplay, and the uh-huh. next thing I know, I was like, something totally different was on. I was like, oh, when's the podcast in? Then I got hungry, and I made a sandwich. So You're good. Was, and now you have your own podcast. You're here. Oh, my own podcast episode, you yeah, mean? Yeah, you have yeah, your own yeah. podcast episode. Yeah, I love it. It's been it's been nice. This is like you're a nice you're a good podcast host. You think so? I know. I like. I'm not saying that to like. Damn, I gotta really like. I gotta check what I say because you know me. Season yeah, by you're about. I know what you're about to say because you said it. Right. I said it early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. No. But no, like, but like <laughs> for real, I'm, I'm being like legitimate. Like I'm being like genuine. Like um, this is a nice flow. Like I've been on other podcasts before. Like, no shade to them, obviously. But, like, I feel like this was more of a, like, a conversation and not more just me, like, them asking me a question. You're just talking and. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what it is. It's punching the clock. We were true. We're authentic. We remove the egos. Um, and that's what this is about. Authenticity. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, you guys can check out Zarya's work on instagram at zagoria zagora so that's zagora why why do you always say zagoria it's okay (laughs) i'm actually not extra active on instagram because again like f social media all my homies hate social media but like when i am on social media um you can shut up you can catch me under most under most uh on most social platforms under the name zagora that's z-i-g-g-o-r-a and then um, if you want to look at my professional work, you can find me at, find it at my website, zariaron.com. That's Z-H-A-R-I-A-R-A-H-N, as in Nancy, um, .com. Boom. And that's where all of my professional work goes. So if you want to see, like, um, the black and white stills of some of the props I've designed for Disney TVA shows and other um, shows, such as uh, for Imagine X Animation Studio, shout out to them, love them, um, you can find that all on my website. Boom. And that's all we have for the Punching the Clock uh, podcast with DJ Smills. Your 9 to 5 show. Appreciate you guys watching. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.